I need to, I want to be very careful here. I need to move this a little bit more this way. No, 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 you, no, no, you go that way and I'll go this way. And that way I can put my microphone straighter on, on me. Okay, no, it's still not good. Excuse me. Excuse me, I just, excuse me. Can I just get through, excuse me. I just need to get, excuse me. I'm so sorry, I don't want to really try not to jostle. Okay, okay, how about that? Come on, shake your body, baby, play persona. No, you can't control yourself any Lona. It's every day's great. <laughs> That's funny. Hi, Nick. Hi, Caleb. Am I supposed to do... You know, you know me. Yeah, I know you. You know me, Caleb. I and know you. And you know that I would never suddenly forget which podcast we're doing. No, no, no. And I know that... I also know that you would never even bring it up because we only ever do one podcast and we don't have to worry about it. Right. But if we were to be... If I was to be forgetting which podcast we were doing in like a mm -hmm, sketch mm -hmm. or like a fun bit that we right, were going right. to do oh, at yeah, the beginning yeah, yeah. Sure, of a sure, podcast. Sure, 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 yeah, what would yeah. your character say to my character, which is like me, but different because he doesn't remember which podcast Okay, well, doing. my character who's like me, but worse would say, I believe Jacques Derrida said that there is nothing which is outside the text. And so our podcast must be called The Text. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the one we do. So we have one long, we've got one long podcast that's just seeping its fingers into every bit of our lives and weeks. I th don't understand the nature of the question, because everything that we do together is a podcast. We may not publish all of it, but it's all being recorded, <laughs> and it's all there, baby. Mm -hmm. That's true. Well, okay, well, I could I could separate my life into a series of chapters or years, you yeah, know? Yeah, chapter sections, markers. Sections a... have titles. When I, Even though I've got yeah. one big life, I'm not always watching jojo's bizarre adventure no it just feels like you're always watching jojo's mm -hmm. bizarre adventure and i could talk about when i'm watching jojo's bizarre adventure versus when i'm watching the, uh topically the new twin peaks but i and, haven't and so, heard of it and so in that case i would like to talk about the many different podcasts we have done within the subset of our podcast okay our one big podcast okay. we're doing every day's great oh <laughs> I like that one. That's a good one. This is one. a good one. I like this one. That's the I one. I think it's going well so far. That's the one where we talk about Persona roughly close to the week that it happens that's in the right. game. That's right. Yeah. Thanks for coming to. Thanks for coming to, to visit us, friends. Nick is already sweaty because he just <laughs> he drank a few sips of coffee and it was too much for him. I ate Mexican style rice with some hot chicken. Mm, that's true. Warm and then chicken. I put the coffee right into my body. <laughs> and I'm sweating it out now. <laughs> My first bit for the opening of this podcast yeah. was about the fact that I was an hour late to record, but then I showed up and Nick was like, was like strewn on the couch. He hadn't eaten in days. His clothes were all over yeah. the place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was, he didn't remember English for the first few minutes I was here. <laughs> it's been a day, man. <laughs> we, we, we usually record in the morning. It's the evening. You don't know what I get up to on a day. <laughs> I think, I think... People could probably trace, like if they wanted to, yeah. they could draw a, a graph yeah. of like the episodes where I went and exercised before yeah. and the episodes where I didn't. Because any of the ones where we just have to generally apologize are when I'm like fresh off of like getting those endorphins. We don't have to apologize for anything. Getting that silly, that you, silly, silly. You're saying there's some kind of energy level or like preparedness difference between... When we start with you exercising and me also having exercise today and also having done a bunch of great solid work mm -hmm. and being like mentally healthy and proud. Exactly. Versus when we wake up first thing in the morning, eat cinnamon rolls and watch a cartoon <laughs> about Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> see what you could see why I'd be confused, because when I was a kid, that was when I was freshest. I know that was a beautiful, beautiful day. Mm -hmm. And now I'm not sure it's the right idea. <laughs> 
So uh, let's play a game real fast. Let's play a I'm game. I'm going to say a date, and then you're going to say the next date, mm-hmm. just like right after I say that date. Okay. And we're going to do it back and forth four times. Is this a trap? Yeah, okay, let's do it. May 9th. May 10th. May 11th. May 12th. Okay, great. Now we have stuff to talk about. <laughs> Midterms. Midterms. The, the, a, a blight on the otherwise interesting. The time in Persona video game where your character goes to school on one day and does not leave for four days. <laughs> the in-fiction representation of this event, the midterm, is such that you got to a school, you answered questions, and after you answered a couple of questions, the calendar advanced. And then you were still at school. And then you were still at school. The implication is you haven't left the building. You're still there. I can't believe that in Japan, for sure, based on my yeah. knowledge from this video game. This very realistic fact During machine. test week, nobody ever leaves. Nobody ever leaves a school. I would love that, actually. I was a huge nerd in high school, as we've previously discussed. <laughs> I loved taking a test. Mm-hmm. And I... Yeah, sometimes I, I miss when you were a huge nerd. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> Ba, 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 ba. I don't have to take this. <laughs> I would love to stay at school and test for multiple consecutive days. Yeah. Where do you think they slept? Where did Avery sleep? At the desk? Like, head down on the desk? Do you think they provide another space? Or would they sleep in the gym? Uh, yeah, I bet they all went like to the gym with, like, sleeping bags. Unitarian Universalist style? I'm sure they at least got to do some warm-up stretches every day, and the gym would be a good place to do that. <gasps> do you think they did that? Like aerobic exercises? Rooftop calisthenics. Yeah. Very Japanese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it? I apologize to Japan, and yes, it is. Is it? Is yeah. it Japanese in the way that staying out of school all week is Japanese, or is it? No, it's Japanese in the real style. <laughs> <laughs> this is an interesting thing to talk about. Yeah. With Persona. Yeah. And I forgot what that interesting thing is. Yeah. <laughs> My interpretation of time being eliminated in the persona games yes is that we don't ever see avery unless we do it really intentionally use the bathroom clean his room take showers yeah do his general homework okay right study in a way that would make him at least be able to survive yeah my interpretation of the time taken away from us in persona and the reason you can only do one thing a day yeah is because that is the reasonable amount of time you can spend doing a free thing oh. while the rest of the stuff that everybody just generally has to do, like laundry and all that, yeah. happens in the other space. It's highly structured. Yes. Got it. And I want to get out ahead of this because one of the number one complaints I hear about the Persona games, yeah. and one of the number one, like, uh, check out my brand new hot take oh. comments that I hear about oh, boy, Persona, can't wait. is like, oh, it can only do one thing a day? Like, what's even going on there? <laughs> I can't believe this game. Like, I, as if I could have done a hundred things today, I could go to the dungeon and then also I could kiss my friends. I wonder if I've said that about this game so far. I don't know, but I'm not making fun of you. <laughs> Just to be I don't clear, think I I'm, did. Not, yeah. I'm not making fun of you. Exactly. It is a thing that I, at some point in the past, kind of found strange, right? But you have to. But that's before I understood the context. Yeah. Before I had played any of it, and I think you're exactly right. Like when there's something unimportant to the story, the story does uh, the game does a good job of just saying you don't need that. Yeah. Including uh, something I love that I noted this week um, is that when somebody else needs to be caught up on events, they will be saying something be like, oh, you don't know that? And then it'll just be silent and you'll see the little bop, 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 bop sound effects over yeah. there, the visual effects over their heads, no text, and then they just go, so that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Or something to that effect, which I like a lot. Yes. I really appreciated the respect for the reader that mm-hmm. that has. Like, mm-hmm. we are playing this game, we just saw it, we don't need to know. We get it, right? <laughs> yeah. It allows you to make those inferences, allows you to go, you don't have to make him go to the bathroom every day like he goes to the bathroom duh yeah it's about this like high points the highlights the the most important moments we heard a little bit about kanji tatsumi who was in a biker gang in right. middle school and now he's a legend right and there was a weird conversation where they were like saying in front of yukiko he's kind of a legend and yukiko's like did you say he was a legend and as though that helped her remember who they were talking about and then they were like no that's not exactly what we mean yukiko and then yukiko was like oh 
And it seems like maybe a translation thing that wasn't 100% clear. Yeah, what is that about? She seems to perk right the heck up. She's like, he's a legend. Oh, he's a legend. I maybe need to meet him. It seems like maybe the, uh, well, maybe the joke here was, and here's here's one of my patented, uh, <laughs> let's see how I would have localized this bits that, that you have based no on idea having what the original... no clue. Okay, yeah. I, something there that, that might have made more sense is them saying, like, he's infamous, and then her being like, did you say he's famous? And they're like, no. Oh. Like, I wonder if Something that's the like text that? there. Or there's some other special term for, like, a, a person, like, l- legend in our parlance mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything in particular. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, it's he's one of those things on the map where you figure out where you're going. He's a legend? <laughs> he he's he a helps le- me understand. He's like he, a key? What? He, he, to a map? You mean he's the key? No, 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 not a, not a, not a legend, but he's legendary. Like that would have been, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Or he's a legend. Oh, he pulled the sword from the. Shut up, Yukiko. <laughs> Quit sassing. You think you can be sassy all the time now? Now you're funny. Now you're the funny one, quote unquote, and you get to make jokes all the time. Come on. She's not the funny one. She's just the one that laughs all the time. That's true. Mm-hmm. She's a, she's a, the infinite appreciator of humor. <laughs> She never runs out of appreciation. No, how could she? We hang out with Dojima that night. I'd like to apologize for creating a scene in which someone told Yukiko to shut up. I would not like to say that. I would not like to have said that. I mm-hmm. apologize to everyone. <laughs> Carry on. Apology accepted. We hung out with Daisuke, who just wanted to dribble with us for a little while. Oh, yeah. Yep. Ladies tried to ask Daisuke out, and he's like, we're... We're practicing right now! But Daisuke, wouldn't you like to come with us and, and hang out or something? Why are you asking me while I'm at practice? <laughs> he's really vigorously declines. Yeah, he's not just, into it. Just like, no. He either doesn't get it or he's scared of dates to the point that he's like too serious about it or something. Yeah, either he doesn't like girls and was just like, stop bothering me. I don't want to talk about this. No excuse to be rude. No excuse to be rude. I'm not... I didn't mean that, but... <laughs> I didn't, never meant to imply. But he's just, like, uncomfortable. He's uncomfortable for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. That's obvious. Yeah. And then we hung out with Dojima. Yeah. And the main thing that happens here is Nanako asks to hang out with him, but she's about to fall asleep. Oh, yeah. Already. And so Dojima makes her go to bed. Right. She gets mad about that. And then he tells us that he doesn't feel like he could be a good dad which we interpret is part of what is making him a bad dad got it yep being self-conscious about something isn't gonna help you do it better because when nariko's mom was alive he left most of the parenting to her right and so he feels like he never learned how to do it he even says that he's like doesn't feel like he's even her family mm-hmm. like he hasn't earned being her family he's like just just having blood doesn't make you family yeah which I thought was a cool thing to po- point out or a, an interesting perspective for him to have and it also maybe helps us understand a little bit why he treats Nanako kind of like an adult already. Yeah. That he has n- he doesn't have the same, and the word for this that is maybe not the correct word exactly, the same like ownership over her growth. Uh, ownership that, over his role. Like yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't believe that this, it, that he can do a good job and therefore it's not his job. Mm-hmm. And so he's tried to like, make her an adult as fast as possible so that he can abdicate that responsibility with a little bit of like uh, he kind of let himself off the hook in a yeah, certain way. it does seem like that a little. He doesn't like it and he feels guilty about it obviously but yes. it's this guilt that kind of turns inward and goes well but what else am I supposed to do? Yeah. He really in that scene especially there's a lot of negative self-talk mm-hmm. there's a lot of um, just like not giving himself credit at all. I actually f- heard like some of my own depression type thinking in him at that moment and uh made me wonder whether he'll ever manifest a persona or and what what it would be and what we'd have to do yeah that's really interesting um because he's obviously got his own issues to deal with can an adult have a persona or is it just a purely teen thing i don't know good question yeah the main character of this game is definitely a teen that's true. And most of your friends. Everyone that we've seen so far is a teen. <laughs> <laughs> I am very curious about Dojima's growth here. I don't think I ever did his full social link. Mm. So I'm really interested to see 
ha- what you learn about him by cool. the time you reach the end of this. Yeah. And, because this was a very, very raw expression of his emotion to us yeah. at a relatively early point. This was like, I don't know, rank two or something. Yeah. Rank two or yep. three. It reminds me a little bit of what we talked about with the with Utah's mom. Oh, yeah. Is that Utah's mom also feels like she's in a house with a child who is not quite... Uh, she doesn't quite feel comfortable being its parent yet. Yeah. It's... It's... <laughs> it doesn't quite feel comfortable being their parent yet. Right, yeah. And that both of them that's my new that's my new little ship is i want utah's mom even though she just got married i guess i want utah's hmm. mom and i want uh dojima to fall in love with each other i think that would be great and i think one of the one of the biggest criticisms i've heard of persona is that it insists on monogamous relationships <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> yeah i think i think that especially if he's really out of town on business trips so often he should be pretty chill about it to <laughs> be to be honest, she spent six months alone in a house with a kid that's not her kid. Yeah. Like, the insistence on a, like, single mating pair nuclear family really makes a lot of people's lives miserable. <laughs> yeah. And I don't like it, and I don't think that's good. And I know that she would be frowned upon if she even hung out with another man. But they could be supportive to each other, and yeah. that's fine. It seems totally bonkers to insist on a specific partnership and then remove the possibility of that partnership existing immediately Bingo! For six yeah, months. exactly! Right? Let's... Anyway, so, you know, we can talk about that some other time. May 13th. Yeah. Everybody wants us to get stuff from inside the TV. Suddenly, the whole school seems to think that we are their source for rare objects. Where did this come out? I have no idea. Rumors are getting around that we (laughs) carry some weird shit around. That must be it, because somebody's seen us open our bag, and then, like, swords and body armor has spilled out. Swords and 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 body armor and, like, pieces of monsters. Little gemstones that are unpolished but definitely have monster blood on them also. (laughs) And and Avery's like, oh, oops, oops, oops. And then Chie turns around, knocks her bag over and then, like, eight pairs of shoes. Eight pairs of shoes fall out but they're, like, weird TV shoes (laughs) that have spikes on them. Like, (laughs) eight identical pairs of banana banana boot (laughs) falls out of her bag. And so then everybody's like, I want an angel statue. I want a devil statue. The teacher even is like, I need some special wire or something. Yeah, I'm trying to recreate a sacred staff or something. Yeah. That, Professor Pharaoh is- Mrs. Sofue? Mrs. Sofue, Dr. Toot. (laughs) Dr. Toot, yeah. King Toot, Dr. Toot. That's how it's pronounced. It is I, Dr. Toot. Toot Brendan Fraser, you will never defeat me. (laughs) None of your cute smiles and and horror hijinks will stop my curse. I am Dr. Toot. (laughs) That's what the mummy sounds like, right? Dr. Toot. Yeah, in the new movie. Dr. Toot. Welcome to my nightmare. There are... Many Dr. Toots who are not like me, but I am a Dr. Toot uncommon. <laughs> Everybody's talking about biker gangs all of a sudden. This is mm-hmm. a funny thing about Persona is that uh, we jumped directly into suddenly the whole world talking about the most relevant thing to us, too. Yeah, it's almost like maybe Avery is bringing this up with people. Yeah. Or he's carrying something in his mannerisms that says to people... Well, you must really be thinking about biker gangs. Yeah, let me tell you about my exact opinion on a biker gang. Yeah, when when the well, it's a small town, you know. When there's an issue, everybody's on the case. Everybody's thinking about it. And we saw that night mm-hmm. that it has become a newsworthy story. Yes, that's so. True, yeah. It it seems like right before this, a lot of noise happened. A lot of this word is right. getting around, and so it's on everybody's mind. Yeah. In this place where again. Not a lot happens. Yep. Except for now, monthly murders. <laughs> monthly attempted murders. Monthly attempted murders and brazen biker boy gangs. So we went and hung out for the first time with a dachi. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, because Dojima said, hey, listen, I think I've seen a dachi just lounging around at Juness. Yeah. So if you see him there, tell him I sent you. <laughs> and he's it's like, ooh, we get to be an intimidating arm of the police mafia yeah it definitely seems like you're about to just like 
uh, it's like a little side quest where you tell him to get back to work or something. Right. But surprisingly to me, it's a social link. Yeah, it's the Jester Arcana. I don't know why I thought there would be fewer social links. I thought there would be not that many as there are. Yeah. But I guess there's a whole deck of tarot cards. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm bracing myself. I think the moment we became friends with a fox and a magic card manifested out of the air was when I knew all bets were off. Yeah. And for all I know, everybody's a social link. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, but yeah. I was really... Every time... Up until Adachi, I think, I was like, oh, another one? Oh, oh, another one? Yeah. Oh, another one? And then with Adachi, it was like, oh, anybody can have a social link. Mm-hmm. No offense to Adachi. <laughs> just, an- just any, any old character. Just any old dude lounging around at the at the department store. You still haven't even met all of the ones that aren't party members, either. There's, oh, gosh. Yeah, there are plenty. Great. <laughs> well, so, I, I like that. It's a weird way of really... I mean, I guess they introduce characters beforehand, but, and they have the profile picture, so you know they're important. Yeah. But the social link thing of saying, like, this relationship has special significance. Yeah. Is an interesting device that I find really jarring every time. I'm not used to it still. Well, I guess part of what what might be interesting about it is that Persona seems, especially Persona 4 right now, seems to have a generalized feel that, like, people matter. Yeah, sure. And so it's strange and maybe very difficult in a video game setting to translate that into uh, not just these specific people matter. Right. But but everybody does. Yeah, because what this game does is it manages to make you know, 12, 14 people really matter for sure. Right. And then a lot of people all have unique epithets, but not real characters. And some of them do have little stories you can follow. Like there's the girl outside of the library who is nervous about going in there because she's got a crush on that guy. Yes, exactly. And then after midterms are over, she's like, uh, the guy that I like works at the library, but now I don't have an excuse to go in there. If I go in there, it'll be weird, but I do need to go in there because if I go one day without seeing him, I don't know what's going to happen. I'll die. I might die. I don't think I'll really die because none of my research has indicated that that's even possible. (laughs) But how can I? I need to go in the library and do more research about whether I'll die if I don't go to the library. Because I, a teen, do not know how to die. And I, a teen, do not know how to wrangle my love for one moment. I have not yet learned. (laughs) (laughs) Learn to suppress it, kids. (laughs) So this... I don't know if that's as, I don't know if that's exactly the message I want to say. No, send. I don't think that's right. I don't think I don't think I can be trusted today. <laughs> I'm not sure that's on theme. <laughs> In but that's an interesting conundrum. Yeah. Is do you really believe that certain people are more valuable than others in a personal context? And I think that yes, yeah, I think sure. that's not bad. I think saying these are the people that are going to matter to Avery, and these are the people that will your relationship with them yeah. with them is going to be the most powerful and make the biggest difference. Yep, that's fine. It's that fine, makes sense. and it it contextualizes it both for you narratively as being mm-hmm. like this. You feel a connection to this person. You don't know what it is, but you feel like maybe you need to spend some time with them. Yeah, which is a real feeling that you have. You mm-hmm. meet somebody for the first time and go, "Who's this? I don't know what it is about them, but I need to spend time with them." Yeah, um, and then it contextualizes it for you mechanically. And reinforces, like, hey, if you want all the good... Like, if you believe mostly that this game is about battling monsters in the dungeon, Mm -hmm. then it makes you do the story stuff to the extent that you can. Yes. Because you need them to get the better personas. Mm -hmm. And vice versa, if, like me, you are not super engaged in the fighting at this time, then doing the social stuff kind of helps it... It's going to make it easier for you to do the battles yeah. anyway, because you can make stronger personas. Mm-hmm. I get, anyway, it's, it's mutually reinforcing the narrative and the mechanics, and I like that. It is cool. It feels a little weird. It's a little bit like, God, it's drawing a lot of attention to this, mm-hmm. and you seem to take it so much for granted when we started talking about this. You'd be like, and it's another social link, and I'd be like, what is going on with the social links? <laughs> but now I'm learning how deeply intertwined that mechanical system is in the game, Yeah, and I'm getting used to it, and I like it. And they want you to feel a little bit overwhelmed with the possibilities of who you can hang out with and what you can do. Yeah. Because a, this game wants you to be thinking very seriously about how you spend your time. Yeah, that's true too. So throwing all of these social links into the air, all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you have to do this kind of 52 friend pickup game 
of like, oh God, everybody, how can I, I gotta, I gotta go to drama practice, but I need to, I need to uh, play soccer with my boys, but also I need to see Chie, she needs to do some kicks, and what about Nanako? Oh, Dojima, what? <laughs> and there isn't enough time, and that very much creating a frantic feeling of, of social uh, butterflism, but you Butterflism. Got, but you've got, but the it's fun. It's butterflism effect. It's a butterflism effect. <laughs> It's just called butterflism. You don't have to say effect. It's just that's the that's the term for the whole thing. The butterfly effect is the butterflism, which is butterfly and cataclysm put together because yes. a butterfly makes a hurricane. Exactly. And you call that a butterfly. And now, and then you're you're in the in the eye of the, but the, the eye of the flower. I love this, and we need to make it a thing. <laughs> the like the noun version of the butterfly effect in action. Yeah. A butterflism when you do something tiny and it ends up being a lot bigger <gasps> than you expected. That's a butterflism. That's actually good. Yeah. I said a weird thing, and it turned out good. <laughs> <laughs> we talk, he just complains about country life mostly yeah he says that he says like it sucks when stuff is easy but then also i don't like having to work hard now did he get transferred to this police department or why is he here That's i forget what it seems like it seems like after the police academy he got assigned to this place i gotta imagine that he was assigned deliberately to a small town precinct because he's <laughs> A little flaky and he's a, a, flaky he's whiner. a little bit of a mess. And he's just like telling everybody about murders all the time. I miss the city because it was busy, but I don't like it here because it's busy. <laughs> because now it's because, busy. Because when it's busy, it's bad. Uh-huh. Like, at least in the city when it was busy, they told me what to do. But here it's busy and I don't know what to do. Yeah. I have to go, t- I have to go ask everyone for advice on the case. <laughs> Even you, high school child. I have to go talk to high school children about the murders. And Dojima in the background is like, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> you hear you hear Dojima's voice behind your ear. He's like, Avery, strike him. <laughs> strike him for me. Strike him down. Strike him down. <laughs> and then at the end, he hides behind us from an old woman. And that has not been clarified at all. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. He's just, he's just chewing the breeze. And then he's like, oh, oops. Hold on. Wait. Don't move. He hides behind you. An old woman walks out and out of the store and he goes, okay, okay, uh, okay, well, I gotta go, bye. <laughs> and then this story, the, the little, like, narrative voice is like, it seemed like Adachi didn't want to be seen by that woman. Why? <laughs> <laughs> What's his deal? <laughs> what could his deal even be? <laughs> so then we watch TV and see Kanji Tatsumi being interviewed on TV. Oh, yeah. And Kanji, his face is blurred out and he's like, why are you interviewing me? Everybody's everybody's being mean. I was so excited to see him for the first time because I was like, oh, awesome. Team Skulls in this game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, our favorite characters from Pokemon Sun and Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, here they are. He's <laughs> He is absolutely Team Skull Boy 1. And they also... Finally, <laughs> the third time we see a face blurred out and we know immediately who yes. it is, Dojima goes, man... These blurs sure are pointless. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got to be frustrated with that in terms he's of... like, everybody knows who this is. Yeah. He's got a very distinctive jacket, shirt, hair, chin, ears, everything. Everything about him is perfectly obvious. His voice is not blurred at no. all. No. Yeah, they didn't even try to drop the void. Hello, I'm not Kanji Tatsumi. I don't know anything about the motorcycles. Like, they didn't do anything like that. No, you know, it was for just <laughs> so obviously him. And in a tiny town, you know they're just, like, trying to get away with whatever they can to stir up some drama on uh, the news. Yeah. Gotta get those... What did we call clicks before right? people watch the news on the internet? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all I know about is how... All I know about criticism with the news is that well, you they can, want those clicks. You can click the button on a remote control, yeah, but, but I think you needed anti-clicks in the old days because you didn't want them clicking. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. You want to hold them so, there. So, like, it's like, ha, ha, there have been seven minutes since the last channel change. So you used to want no... You know what? Back in my day, we wanted no clicks, and now all we want is clicks. I just can't keep up. It's like we had no clicks, and then briefly we wanted hero clicks, and then we all came to our senses, and now we want clicks. It's tough out here for a bad journalist who is also a little bit of a nerd. And, oh, I just want to go to the, the game store and play my silly games. My favorite part of this process was when I got to write stories about hero clicks. I like they. I think they they wanted Nielsen's. I think that's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. They wanted a bunch of dudes named Nielsen telling them their show was good. Yeah, how many Nielsens do you have? Hi, how big is your Nielsen family? Yeah, whenever uh, what you would do whenever you went over to a CEO's 
a like television CEO's house and yeah. he would ask to see his Nielsen's yeah, let me see. and he would open his Nielsen room wherein <laughs> all of the all of the boys in business suits named Nielsen would be standing perfectly straight with their briefcases saying hello great show hello great show he keeps if you, the best CEOs keep their Nielsen's in the ballroom mm-hmm. well the thing about the Nielsen's is once you've got them you got to make sure that they stay you know yeah and so you have to be you know you have to be doing better mm-hmm. and more television content mm-hmm. all the yep, time yep. you've got to be making sure that you're hiring you know a diverse cast and crew yes and then you have to lock all the nielsen's in the basement in chains when they are sent to your house to praise you mm-hmm. you say ah it's so good of you to have come please follow me to the ballroom follow me to the ballroom yes where i keep my tvs down these stairs down these stairs mm-hmm. around this corner keep going now I, do do not worry while I seal up this brick wall right in front keep, of you while you talk about whiskey. Keep going, child. You're almost there. You're you're almost there. It's right over. It's a good vintage, and all that's down there is the television program you want them to be watching for all eternity. God. What a weird. This game's really weird. Yeah, the fact that all that stuff we just said happened in the game Persona Four. It's a really long day. Five fourteen. 5 May 1414 It's raining. There's no other way to say 14. <laughs> 5 May 14. 14. Oh yeah, there are other ways to say 14. What an idiot. <laughs> that was not one of them. That was not a correct way to say the French word for 14. Double idiot. <laughs> In case you're curious Tricked why me 17 I'm, ways. Why I didn't start with any kind of uh, <clears throat> sum up is because my only notes for this day are gotta check the tv tonight who could it be <laughs> oh yeah because everybody's like everybody's like oh no it's gonna be raining um w- well did you guys see anybody on the news yeah. last night and we go straight no, we go straight yeah. home yeah. and watch the midnight channel and it's obviously kanji tatsumi silhouette obviously and he like punches yeah and that's all you see his like jacket flutter you see it and then <sighs> yosuke calls you and it's like who was that yeah they haven't have not yet put it together Things are happening fast. Every day, another revelation. I would say, I would say, personally, I feel like every day is more like a winding road. May 15. We all get together to talk about the case. Yeah, we sure did. They confirm for sure it's a dude, so the female thing's not a case, not the case of the case mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Nanako, over the course of these days, tells us several times that the words biker and gang sound really cool together every time we talk to her for multiple days she's just like biker gang that sounds really cool biker gang sounds very cool <laughs> and, and dojima <laughs> is like she won't stop talking about biker gangs the tv's having such a bad influence over her and it's like very buddy weird. you have no idea <laughs> <laughs> so this time we watch the midnight channel again because it's raining again mm-hmm. and kanji is for sure on the TV this time. Yep. It's a little bit clearer of him. And Yosuke says, okay, I think that's, I'm pretty sure that's Kanji. Yeah. And one other, another thing, I have one question for you. It's a life or death question. Yeah. It's a really big deal. Yep. It's very important. I mean, who is more your type, Chie or Yukiko? <laughs> <laughs> so teen. One of the worst, oh, playing this game, when this, this question pops up and I'm just like, oh, and it's especially disappointing because it's made clear this is the question that he almost asked us before school a little while back. Oh, that's right. So now we know that he's been thinking about wanting to ask us which of our friends we find hotter God. for days. God. Yosuke, get back Yosuke, in the trash can. get back in your pants can. <laughs> back in your trash pants. <laughs> um, he is so needy. He just, he lonely. He, he just, him, him dick too big for him dreaming. <laughs> this podcast is over. This podcast is over and we're both fired. I'm fired. I'm so sorry. Here's another thing. Yeah. Here's a thing that I would like to know about. When he's talking to us on the phone, we can still see his portrait and he winks. He winks at us. He winks us through the phone. He winks us through the phone, especially after what we chose, what Avery, with very little contemplation, was able to say, completely, honestly, from the depths of his heart, said, neither one. (laughs) You know, they are my friends. 
and I do not think of them that way, mm-hmm. nor do I prioritize them. And then, and then Yosuke is like, got it, wink. He was like, wow, like, burn. Wow, burn, but hey, good news for me, wink. Wink? <laughs> I totally get what you're saying, I hope. That's the thing. Okay, he's not... Okay, this is definitely a high school maneuver. Okay. He's trying to find out if you like him. Okay, so Does he's not Avery being like creepy. It? Right. He's just being creepy in pursuit of being in love. Yes, because if you said either of their names or both, he would be like, haha, f- that's fine. Yeah, totally. Ha-ha. Same. Cool. Me too. For sure. Love them. Ladies. Love those. But then. When you Since don't, you he don't he's like wink and say, "Oh, <laughs> nice. nice, got him!" Bingo, <laughs> wink, got him for sure. <laughs> yeah, and then he's one step closer to true love. May sixteenth. May sixteenth. We know for sure it's Kanji Tatsumi because Yukiko says she recognizes him for yep. sure, and yep. that they were also good friends when they were young, but they yes. haven't spoken in a while. Right. His family owns a textile shop. Yeah in town mm-hmm. before i played this game when i was in high school i didn't know what textile meant so wow. in case any of our listeners don't know what textile means i'm just gonna be super chill and non-judgy about it no big deal Say at it's all. basically like different kinds of cloths yeah textile is literally cloth mm-hmm. yep so there's like a bunch so of different that. patterns and cloths and stuff at the store and you we didn't clarify before that um saki uh that saki's family Owns a liquor store. And liquor. And liquor. Is alcohol. Is what adults use to feel happy. (laughs) It's one of the things, am I right? And then destroy themselves eventually. (laughs) I don't know. Just like, maybe. You know. Yeah, just depends. Hey, be responsible. So we decided. I'm kind of vicious today. Yeah, you're just like, you've got all those takes and they're just tearing everybody down. Very bad takes. You just got, no, they're not bad. They're just sharp. They are bad, though. (laughs) The takes are bad. (laughs) I can own my bad takes. Hot cakes. Hot. Cool. Cool. Bad cool takes. Hot cakes. It's bad, bad takes. takes. <laughs> Let's find out what the other we'll, half makes. We'll, we'll, we'll tweet you, right? I don't understand what you're doing. That's the DQ. Hot eats. Cool treats. We'll treat you, right? So you can do hot takes. Bad takes. We'll tweet you, right? <laughs> and that's just about Twitter. We decided to go to the textile shop. And all right, so I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna cover something real quick. I'm gonna break a rule with you, and I'm gonna go ahead and spoil something from the game <gasps> because I want to because because the fact that this is a like spoiler is okay. part of what I want to avoid. Okay, and I want to just like okay contextualize some stuff so we can talk about the podcast and do this correctly. I'm ready. Okay, so the character that you met in the textile shop, yes, is wearing all blue. And it's described in the text as a slender young man. This person's name is Naoto, and Naoto has Naoto. a portrait, and they are walking around. And I'm not going to talk too much about who they are or what they're doing. Okay. Naoto is presented in a way that could be interpreted as transgender early in the story. The thing that this game does kind of bad yeah. is that eventually the plot arc of this character is that she ends up using female pronouns by the end of the... Oh, okay game and that seems to be where she would like to settle okay but i know a lot of people have a lot of different opinions about the way this is done and i much like we are going to talk about kanji in the upcoming weeks yes think this is one of the places that persona fails Mm, a little yeah in their possibility of doing queer representation well Mm -hmm. i am not a hundred percent sure how to proceed i think the safest thing for us is probably to use female pronouns for Naoto because that's where the character ends up most comfortably. Great. And I would like to avoid, and one of the reasons I wanted to go ahead and tell you this is because I think personally the reveal of like this gender thing being like a plot reveal is like kind of crummy on Persona's end and so I don't necessarily want us to reinforce it. I'm with you there 100%. And the reason why I even she is presented gender ambiguously. Yes. Like, oh, who's that slender boy that yes. kanji is talking to but she doesn't sound necessarily like a boy and mm-hmm. it's not the you know the, the the look is not classically masculine or whatever and in a also, way that it draws attention to that right and it also does that thing that television shows do when they're trying to make 
a gender reveal yeah. where they suddenly start using gendered pronouns all the time. Oh, that's exactly right. right. So like right away, every single character was like, who is he? I don't know, but he seems interesting. That's an interesting person. <sighs> who was that guy? That is a stupid thing that TV shows do a lot. It, it's so, and it's, oh, it's man. so, it's so weird that it's a, it's tropey enough that you can be watching something and like somebody's wearing a helmet or whatever. And yeah. you can tell that they're about to try to make a huge deal out of the fact that the character's female yeah, by having right. everyone say he and him for like, 10 straight minutes in a really intentional way. Right. And the way that the game, what the game is also doing at this time is drawing Kanji's sexuality into question. Yes. As an issue and going like, oh, he's making, is he making a date with that slender boy? Yeah. And that's what Kanji's going through. Right. Is we see Kanji hanging out outside of the textile shop talking to Naoto. Yeah. And the part of the conversation we hear is Kanji saying, oh, you want to hang out with me? Yeah. Tomorrow after school? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And then Kanji, we see Kanji talking to himself and he says, oh, did that guy just say he's interested? Yeah. Is he interested in me? And we see him have to go through this in his head like, oh, that's, I don't know exactly how I feel about that. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, what I assumed was going to happen in this case, knowing that the games are not super good about queer representation yeah. and all of that, was like, oh, we're being led to believe that, like, this is a boy. And so we're all supposed to go, oh, wait, he's into guys or whatever. And yeah. then he's going to be in conflict with that. But then it'll turn out that this is actually a girl dressed like a boy. Yes. And then it'll be like, oh, oh, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Right? And, we didn't actually have to worry about it. And, and it, you're correct in that. And it, and it, yeah. But then with a maybe another layer in there that it doesn't even get right. Like... Yes. Okay. It definitely doesn't get it right. That's yeah. <laughs> and, we're, and we'll talk about that more. None of this we, is right. <laughs> yeah, as we get into the dungeon, and this is okay. a common criticism of Persona Four yeah. that like they do a lot of stuff good, they do not do their queer stuff good, yeah. and uh, I will be doing my best to make sure that we're doing that responsibly. Cool. And we're hopefully as we talk about Kanji and Naoto going forward, we're going to have some guests on who can help talk to us about those issues. That would be from fun. Their perspectives as well. Yes, please. That's what we're going on. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Cool. The couple of things happen. We see a special fabric that looks exactly like the scarf that was inside of the spooky noose room. Oh, yes. So the scarf that was made into the noose was there. We ask Kanji's mom about it, and she says that the reporter, Mayumi Yamano, yeah. specifically had us two scarves made, one male one and one female one, out of that fabric. Uh. She still had the male one because Mayumi Yamano, last second, decided she didn't actually want the male one anymore. <sighs> That's interesting. So the... What we are to gain from that, right, is that there was a conflict between her and the the guy, the new the news guy. Yes, the the, the government assistant guy. of the politician. Right. What's his <laughs> name? Ooh. Namatame. Yes, Taro Namatame. Taro Namatame. Which we already knew because yep. we knew they had a falling out because everything got public. Everybody starts trying to put together why Kanji might be a target. Because he was on the Midnight Channel, but uh-huh. he's not gone yet. Uh-huh. He's not a woman, and he's not directly connected to the case, as far as they can tell. Right. So all of our previous assumptions, with the exception of yours about everybody being on the TV, are uh-huh. out the window. Yes. They have a co- brief conversation where they're thinking, maybe it's got something to do with our moms? Because technically, M- Yukiko's mom was also part of the case. Right. But that doesn't really hold a whole lot of water, and they decide pretty quickly that it's like, uh, maybe, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they're, they're like so tangentially related to anything that happened r- r- regarding the first murder yeah that it's starting to make it feel like oh uh, maybe that first murder is not really the heart of this yeah or something else we don't really now we don't know what's going on they know at least mayumi yamano is connected to this place in some way because of the scarf thing yep but that's as much as they know a, a delivery van comes by and you made the joke you made the joke that the delivery because she just gets distracted which gives the team a chance to talk like in the textile yeah, shop Kanji's mom because the yeah. delivery guy's like oh delivery for you and you are like big tv coming your way <laughs> <laughs> i thought maybe this is him maybe this is the murderer and he <laughs> delivers a giant television to each house before the crime is committed so that he can kick them in real easy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yukiko didn't tell us anything about a big TV being Okay, delivered. but it, she hasn't said they didn't get a big TV. That's so just because she hasn't put it together yet. There's right. been a lot of big TV talk. Chie was talking about really wanting a big TV. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants a big TV. Yeah. If somebody delivered a giant TV to your house, you think you would ask any questions? <laughs> I don't think so. That's true. That's a that's a that's a good way to commit good a t- theory. Good way to commit a TV murder. Just give away free TVs. You only have to spend a, a couple hundred dollars per murder. One of the cheapest murders around. 
Yeah, and your fingerprints have a reason to be all over everything. Makes sense. Yeah, everybody touches the TV. <laughs> May 17th. <laughs> we decide we're going to do a real stakeout. So they force you to pick a pairing. You have to decide whether to hang out with Yosuke, Yukiko, or Chie. I agonized over this one. You spent a lot of time on it, and the... <laughs> turned out to not matter. You were thinking, like, well, we can't leave Yosuke alone with Yukiko, which is, which is true. Absolutely true. And we can't... Uh, well, that was really it. That, that was, was the real thing. Really, it was, I don't think I should leave Yosuke alone with anybody. <laughs> I think I need to take Yosuke. But then I wanted to hang out with Chie. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to be... I, I felt like if I had to be on a combat team... I would choose Chie, but then I realized it was very selfish of me. Mm -hmm. And so, anyway, we wound up, we wound up going with Yukiko. Because they didn't, your choice did not matter and they made you go with Yukiko. (sighs) Yeah. So we hung out with Yukiko and that starts our social link with her. She's the priestess arcana. Oh yeah. We hang out and chat and it's just not very interesting. She's flirty and she's like kind of, or she perceives that we are flirty. Yes. There's a... There's a perception of flirtiness <laughs> that it's just n- not real. There's no yeah. flirting going on. I'm deliberately not flirting with her. A- any opportunity the game gives me, I'm like, no, we're but, friends. But it is we're friends, it, Yukiko. Her blush, which like reaches the heavens, <laughs> her, her blush, which reaches the heavens, <laughs> pierces the sky. Yes. <laughs> It's, it overwhelms her face. It eats her face like a big red monster. <laughs> just she, like... When she blushes, the sun descends to the horizon. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everything is blushing. <laughs> when you blush, the world it blushes, blushes with, with you. <laughs> uh, and she just flirts with us and chats. And it's She's just, nervous you know. about being alone with a boy because... All human societies have dictated that boys should not know how to talk to girls and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And that's just so fun. What it's a fun a, thing. Yeah, isn't it so cool the we way that we just codify Strictly that bifurcate humanity straight down the middle from childhood. I just think we should make this everybody like a little bit miserable. So cute and good. <laughs> <laughs> we see Kanji with Naoto again, yeah. walking around with her. And then Kanji sees us following him. And Yosuke says something dumb, like, we don't think it's strange at all. We don't think you're strange at all. And Kanji's like, you think I'm strange? You got it all wrong. And I wonder if the word for strange, if there was like a different connotation in Mm. the Japanese version, because Mm -hmm. that doesn't quite click. The translation doesn't quite click there with the leap he makes between them saying the word strange pretty casually and him interpreting it as... You're calling me gay. Yeah, exactly. And then he just literally chases us around the gazebo in a circle for a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's funny. And that's one of those, uh, I forgot to take video of it, but that's one of those, like, if you don't advance the text, they just keep looping the animation yeah. forever. <laughs> so they're cha- he's chasing him in a circle. In our version of this story, minutes passed. Yeah. <laughs> where Kanji was so blood red mad that he could not comprehend of any other path than to chase you directly in a circle around uh-huh. this gazebo. <laughs> well, he didn't really want to catch them. He didn't really want to get in a fight. Oh, good point. So then... <laughs> he just loves the chase. He just likes the chase. That's just <laughs> the kind of guy he is. We go home that night. Oh, we get man. away from him and we go home. Yes. And as soon as we're home, y- Yukiko calls us and says, Kanji is missing. He's oh, gone. Man. Like, and we, we had this opportunity to talk to him, right? Yes, and we goofed it. We goofed it hard and we didn't, like... It was so frustrating that I was like, why didn't you guys just say, hey, we're worried about you. We're afraid you're in danger or something. And like, can we talk about it? But I guess they don't know each other and they're just in this like reactionary phase. So and then we see him, him midnight channel. We see him midnight channel. (laughs) We see him midnight channel and he is wearing a like a bath loincloth. Yes. And which is like a thong basically a thong with a towel on both sides yeah and <laughs> when you tuck two towels into a thong that's exactly what it is that's amore <laughs> that's amore <laughs> he is using like a really stereotypically gay voice now that's thrown on yep this very like uh oh i'm gonna find me a hot hot stud kind of thing yeah very emphasis emphatically est yeah yeah and i will admit that when i was a kid this was very exciting. Oh. When I was in high school as a gay kid, yeah. I actually, while I, I was cognitive of like, oh, it kind of sucks that this is the version of this. Yeah. I was immediately like, 
oh, cool. We were just presented with this really, really tough dude. And yeah. now we're seeing that his insecurity has to do with his femininity. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's like a million ways this could go that are really cool. I had, uh, I at the time did not perceive Nauto. I did not pick up on any of this at the time. I was not quite okay. as genre savvy. Yeah. Uh, right. And so I was like so down for this. And I thought maybe the only reason Nauto had a portrait was because it was a dude that was interested in kanji. And so yeah. they were like getting together. Cool. I was excited about that idea and that representation. And I thought this was like the reason that because they've set up all of these, these shadows mm-hmm. as being s- scary, like s- versions of ourselves that we're not necessarily comfortable with and yeah. that are an exaggerated version of what of even our insecurity thing. is. But like a real aspect of you to yeah. some extent. Yeah. That it, it was, it's palatable and I think it still is palatable that his fear manifests as an extreme version of what he's afraid a gay person is. Got it. That what he is scared of being is the stereotype that he has seen over and over and over. Okay. And that's because we see Yukiko and she's scared of being someone who needs someone so desperately that they act like this like princess woman who has to be saved. Okay. And so that's what she sees. Right, right, right. Uh, and Yosuke is scared of being the person who's like such a dick that nobody could like them and like he's obviously a bad person. Oh, so yeah. that's what he sees. Okay. And Chie is nervous about being someone who literally steps on other people to get where they're going. And so that's what she sees. Yeah. These are yeah. these are really clear manifestations of exactly what they're worried about and not supposed to be representative of real people or real things. True. They, so, they are caricatures and they are, again, like, it is a real part of them. Yes. But Chie is not a full-on, like, banana dominatrix. Right. She just she's, she's tends the, toward wanting to just kind of maybe a little choke she's, she she just wants like a little she just wants to kick you a <laughs> just couple wants to times kick you a couple times not a lot yeah not full on i don't have to sit on four of you i just have to put my feet on one <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's but my then, tagline but she's worried <laughs> but she's afraid that she's going to like be this Become that co- total or- like monster or that uh, maybe uh, she is or that she is right exactly and so in that context yeah it makes a lot of sense that we would see like a stereotypical gay dude. And that's why yeah. this particular thing, I don't actually think is done poorly. I think okay. it's fine. I, I, it really put me on the defensive yeah. of just like, Oh, I don't think they're doing a nice thing here. Right. And if they were representing, if they were representing a, an actual gay person, right. Then that would be different. And like that's, if this was Kanji's character. Okay. That would be different. Okay. But what we are seeing is what Kanji is afraid of being, and it's okay for that to be something that doesn't exist. Okay, good point. Good point. In the same way that a a princess who desperately needs men doesn't exist. 518. Finally, our team starts talking about what the Midnight Channel might actually be. And this doesn't happen, they don't talk about very much, and they don't come to many conclusions. Yeah. But for the first time so far, they're like, okay, wait a second. We've sort of just been letting this thing be one of the rules instead uh-huh. of being something we're interrogating. So maybe we should talk about that for a minute. Yeah. And they did talk about like, okay, what were the first, what was the first thing we heard? It was the soulmate thing. And like, that's clearly not true because if yeah. everybody's watching it and everyone's seeing somebody, yes, then that's strange. Yeah. Then they said that obviously people are watching this and that maybe the killer is intentionally doing this to see these shows that get created. Uh-huh. So they, they suggest maybe somebody so wants to watch people suffer or so wants to see people make fools of themselves oh, right. that they throw them in there specifically for the Midnight Channel. Yes. And that they're sitting around somewhere taking sadistic pleasure in seeing people debased and seeing their fears reve- like revealed. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also the suggestion that maybe people are watching you guys. Yeah. Because Chie says, oh, did people see me acting that way? That makes me so mad. Uh-huh. So there's the possibility that you are appearing on the Midnight Channel when you intersect with these shadows? Well, we know that the there, do, there don't need to be visible cameras right. for something to manifest into the on the channel. Mm-hmm. So it's absolutely, I would say, probable that that's happening. But that whoever, since yeah. few enough people know about it and maybe remember and maybe go watch it for real, it has not connected to anybody coming up to us and being like, oh, I saw you guys on the Midnight Channel. Right, exactly. It seems a thing that people are talking about, but not actually doing for the most part. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I wonder if I'll ever have the courage to look at the Midnight Channel and see my true love. And they're yeah. not, they don't really believe that it's going to work. We're the weird ones 
in this situation. <laughs> yeah. Because we actually stood there, waited for the Midnight Channel to happen. We saw it, and then we touched it, which is not a normal human thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, you know. We, we don't have to... We've not had to deal with the social fallout consequences of everything being publicly broadcast. And we decide that we are going to save Kanji. They waited this whole day to talk about it and then you were forced to go home but they decide like okay that's our next goal i i agree with that decision <laughs> i think we should save him yosuke is p- plays up being like nervous and uncomfortable about it uh-huh. you know this like did you guys see what that was oh my god did i really just see that yeah we are tasked with finding stuff out about kanji because teddy needs information on him to find him in the that's TV right world. that's right we go and we talk to teddy but he's like i don't smell anything i don't know where i, I can't I can't tell where the smell is coming from. If only I knew something else more specific about this person, maybe I could locate them. Yeah. And then none of us know anything more specific. So, so we, we look around. Ask around. And we, we came up to, we asked a bunch of people, didn't really learn anything super interesting. Eventually someone mentioned Nauto. Uh, Nauto and was like, oh, I saw them with a, a slender boy in a hat. And we were like, oh, we got to find that person, yeah. whoever that is. And then I don't think we found them yet. Right, that was going to be the next day. This was the last day we played. Yeah, all right. And we hung out with Dojima that night, and he calls and says he's going to be late, and Nanako says, oh, but he's coming home, so I get to make dinner. She checks the fridge. There's no pickled radish, so we take her to the store, and when we get back, he kind of throws a fit about the fact that we went out alone. I told you not to go out. It's dangerous. It's nighttime in the streets. And then Nanako's like, daddy's stupid. And he goes, how dare you call your father stupid? Yeah. She ran off. And then Avery was like, hey, no, it's my fault. Yeah. Like, it's not her fault. I'm the one that took us to the store. And we went to the store because we're trying to get you pickled radish. Yeah. You unfathomable tyrant. And he's like, oh, you went to get that for me? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Why don't you check yourself before you wreck your family? So this was Nanako's social link. Like, this was one of her ranks. Okay. And it's interesting that we are doing these together and how you could theoretically do one without the other. Like, you could form a relationship with Dojima, but not really one with Nanako. Yeah, right. And vice versa. Yeah. In a way that I think we're probably getting a very rich, richer version of the story by getting both of their perspectives and getting to feel on either their sides. Yeah, it feels very natural. And I like it when the social links crossover it's I like really it when cool. these major characters spend time with more than just you yeah because it lets them have more natural dialogue mm-hmm. um instead of just like talking over us for a few minutes right and then we say we chi- chime in with something yeah yeah we're seeing some of the tension beneath the surface yeah you know she, we spend the whole first month or so just going like okay i guess she's fine mm-hmm. alone in front of the tv all the time Clearly, this is not the case. She's revealing that she's frustrated with Dojima. Mm-hmm. And even that, like, in a situation like this, she goes straight to, like, my dad is stupid. Yeah. And, like, shouting and running away. And, like, normal kid stuff. Yeah. You know, getting mad, pitching a fit. That's fine. But she's, like, six. They're yeah. Fine. yeah. I mean, it's perfectly understandable. But she's been present. She's presented a much calmer, mature exterior mm-hmm. that now we're seeing, well, she's still a kid and she still hurts. One interpretation of her Justice Arcana thing, I was thinking about this the other day, Uh is how kids are obsessed with fairness. Yes. And how that comes up a whole lot. If you hang out with any kid for just a few minutes, you will hear one of them say something about how something's not fair or how this is like the fair way to do it. Yep. And you get really like worked up about the rules of something and let's play a game with a lot of specific rules and like, here's how this works and that's not how that works and all that. Yeah. And and obviously different kids to differing degrees. But I... I wonder where kids get the word fair. I was working at the bookstore the other day and I heard a kid say it and I was like, huh, I don't ever use the word fair. Like I was like, I don't ever in my day to day life, I think often talk about whether or not things are fair. Oh yeah. In that exact term. I mean, I became convinced a long time ago that they aren't. Which is the thing that your parents tell you all the time as as a kid. But the, but that's what I'm wondering is like, where do kids... Because, you know, the, the the thing is always, that's not fair. Life isn't fair. It's not, life isn't fair. That's not fair. So where it are they starts getting with the, the kid going. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my biggest touchstone for this, I believe there's a Radiolab episode about fairness in kid games and stuff. Where oh, they cool. talk about this being a, like, thing that emerges in almost every kid at around the same time as you begin to codify your relationships with the world. Mm-hmm. As your, like, awareness is expanding beyond yourself, you really need to impose structure or have structure imposed in order to relate 
yeah. to the exterior world is what their sort of read on that was. And so it is a very common thing to start going like, all right, this is kickball. Mm-hmm. Like kickball is exactly this. And I definitely got in fights when I was in uh, the first grade, especially mm-hmm. uh, like seven or eight when like people broke the rules of a game. Yeah. Like I, I, I rem- like multiple instances I got in playground fights. Be- I think we were, I think we were both kids who did not have a lot of chill about that kind of thing. No, I, I, <laughs> physically fought more than one person to my own detriment <laughs> because they had disavowed a rule or broken a rule i never uh, got in physical fights i just would talk at people until yeah. they were just like so worn out yeah i did i did i fought at that age yeah um, for various unknowable reasons but mm-hmm. um i didn't like getting dirty and i didn't like getting hurt i don't like getting so hurt. i just like so i always that was always <laughs> more important to me than, than winning a battle i'm with you i don't want to get hurt or dirty either but i would i had some scrap like some uh-huh. scrappy fights that like uh in, in which i regrettably like really hurt a couple of my friends a couple yeah. of times specifically there was one time i remember someone we had declared that there was no pegging during kickball and um good rule good rule you know you don't throw the ball you don't throw the ball and hit somebody with it you gotta you gotta hold the ball and tag them Mm -hmm. that was pegging yeah that time that's pegging and uh you don't throw it you just gotta hold the ball and there was a kid who pegged me while i was running (laughs) (laughs) okay easy how and 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 i was seems like i know it's a a tough maneuver were you like carrying him god damn it um and uh and I, i i was just like we said no pegging and he's like i don't care and i tackled him to the ground yeah i had a you know i had disproportionate emotional responses to that sort of thing but fairness was it mm-hmm. like that was it for me at and that i remember that ver- being very powerful we're coming motivator. up against that a little bit in the general world though right the idea of like the only way society functions is if when you agree upon a rule people come at it in good faith yeah and what that guy did in that point was not come at it in good faith and yes your reaction was disproportionate and it has taken a lot of my life as well to be able to like step back when stuff like that happens and be like oh the, there's no way for me to win by being the guy that cares about the rules yeah like I there's guess. there's yeah. absolutely no way for me to win in this case yeah and we like i remember reading for like harry potter right yeah as a kid and thinking about how totally bonkers it was that Hermione that these other kids were talking shit about Hermione because yeah. I was like she's the only one that's trying to like actually follow the rules that they have all agreed to because they went to the school and yeah. they all agreed to because they're like together and it it only in my adulthood occurs to me that that's actually like a, a little bit of a dangerous mentality yeah because there have there will always be times where you have to break away from rules and how you can be roped into agreeing to things that are not a good idea and in that case yeah that was not what he did he, right. he was he was in fact doing things for his own gain absolutely and then like, trying to be cool about it right um and I, I anyway that's just what this is welcome to this portion of the show where i recall something from my childhood i actually really like it it's, i think <laughs> i think it's a really cool piece of this and i we maybe we should codify it as an official segment or something i'm not gonna I high mean, school I, dreams high, well <laughs> high school dreams the elementary school years <laughs> <laughs> the every day every every day's prequel <laughs> every prequel's great the old days <laughs> The young, the young Nick. The young- <laughs> I can't believe there's another Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I can't believe it either, and I can't believe that when we talked about it on your two show the other day, I didn't make the young Pope joke. Right? Like we brought it up, and I was like, "There shouldn't be one of these." And then I didn't <laughs> say the good name that I came up with. Yeah. But yeah, that show, Young Sheldon, should be called the Young Sheldon. There's a new bang now. And. <laughs> <laughs> and that's obvious and that's that's my retcon i was supposed to be sheldon <laughs> <laughs> so the, that probably about does it for today i guess that's about it we did a bunch of days we talked about some of them yep <laughs> and, uh so i don't want us to leave today until we figured out a way to end this podcast because we still don't have a good closer what are you talking about we have a great closer tell me what it is um uh, I'm Caleb. Uh, I'm Nick, and every day is great. No, that's like, the that's your two show. That's all, that's no, a, that's the one we do for your two show. Okay, you're afraid that that's like get, it's going to get stale, or that we should just have our own. I think thing. it got. I think it's stale already. Shit, we, dude. I know. 
Not on the other. Okay. I just checked my stalometer. Stalometer? Yeah. <laughs> well, one time we did, I am thou, and thou art I. And every day is great. That was funny. I, that was not a great. It doesn't. It's not perfect. Yeah, I want something quick. I want something that we can just sort of like do. I don't want it to be every day is great. I want that to be out of it because we do that in the intro. So we already say it. Oh, we can say something different. Yeah, we can just say whatever. That's what I'm saying. <gasps> oh, we okay. Can just do something cute like okay. Uh, um, dad you, is stupid. <laughs> dad is stupid. We could say and dad's stupid. And you, we, you feel our relationship is about to become closer. <laughs> <laughs> snappier snappier let's do something quicker that's very good but like the shorter version of that um a student's real job is play these are just quotes i wrote down oh you're just okay it's kind of like a don't forget a student's real job is play <laughs> sit back relax and enjoy the game <laughs> um uh if i could keep time in a bottle then uh it, it would, if I it could be, turn back time, it would be labeled persona. <laughs> um, uh, get in touch with our products. <laughs> I actually think that's it. Who said that? That's the Juness slogan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what do we do? We, we, so just, we don't. Even, I don't think we have to say our names anymore because we did it at the beginning. All right, we can just. It can be like uh, our ex. I guess we should. I'm Caleb, and I'm Nick. Get in touch with our products. <laughs> That's good. That's the closer. <laughs> uh, I've been studying all week. What have you been studying? How to make friends and influence people. It's Persona. What's the... Ugh, I've been studying all week. What's the textbook for your class? How to win, make friends and influence people. Hello, my name is Persona. I haven't heard that name in a long time.